if you're not supposed to grab somebody by the hips and fall onto the back of their legs, how the fuck are you supposed to tackle somebody? Or as Bob mentioned, what else are you supposed to do on a Saturday night? <laughs> that is tackling 101, Walter. You grab them by the hips and then you jump on their legs. That's how you get the big guy down. I... I'm ready for the show. Okay. Well, Welcome well, back to the unrestricted, everybody. That's what it's called, the unrestricted. It's I so have easy. A mental block about this show. It's you got a lot of mental blocks. I do. This is your biggest one. It's the unrestricted. And and I'll I'll go down that rabbit hole a little bit with you here in just a minute. But let me uh, speaking of minutes, let mm-hmm. me give you a minute about River City Refuel. Yes, give yes. it to me. We like them. Segway, put it in the title. Uh, <laughs> River City Refuels. What the hell is that? You ask. Well, it's a vending machine company that comes into your business. They drop off the vending machine. I got to look at one this past week. They put everything in this freaking machine. Ramen noodles. What? Yes. It's, it's not the old vending machines where you go in there for, what did you say last week? Parliament Cigarettes. Lights. Yes. yes. <laughs> Parliament Lights, Marlboro Lights, you know, condoms. No, it's ramen noodles, food, healthy snacks, that kind of stuff, or whatever you want it because it's tailored to you and your employees' tastes, or employers, employees, whatever you have, whether it's an office building, an apartment complex, even downstairs. Wouldn't that be nice if they had one of these things downstairs? Absolutely. So we could actually eat when we come here? That doesn't happen. Uh, and this is a complete cashless I system. I brought donuts. He did bring Sorry donuts. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> yes, he did. Well, yeah, but you can, you can get those Mrs. Freshly Packaged donuts oh. in the vending machine. Oh. Really? Oh. Segway number two. <laughs> uh, again, office buildings, apartment complexes, gas station, whatever. It fits everywhere. River City Refuels. Call them today. 210-630-5973. I promised my bud that you guys would call. Thanks, River City Refuels. And if you don't call, I'm going to have to crush your skull. 210-630-5973. You're going to love this thing as soon as it comes to your business. Vending machine in your business. 630-5973. Welcome to the Unrestricted. Before we get to all the matters that are at hand, do you think there's a single cigarette vending machine left in the United States? It's probably in an adult club somewhere. Ah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Like a strip club or something. Yeah, not that I would know this, but... <laughs> but you're probably right. If yes. there is one, that's where it would be. Yeah, where remember, else would it be? Remember the old, the, the handles that you had to yeah, pull, you pull out? out? They were like tartar colored. They were they were almost like tarred. It's almost like the, the soccer, the foosball table. Yes, pull, yes. Well, they don't pull those out, but uh, yeah. Oh, but they were the same color as like nicotine. <laughs> and your lungs, yes. for that matter. Yes. And yes. then you couldn't wait for that little packet, that little box to come down the, the hill and come out. There it is. There's I ask questions. Oh, I ask God. questions. Bob has answers. The FDA has said that the only place you can put vending machines for tobacco products is adults-only facilities. Wow. There you go. You nailed it. God, you're clairvoyant. Okay, I got a question for you, Wally. Wally, drive me to the club. (laughs) Jesus, are you going again tonight? Yes. Spurs aren't playing. We can go. All right. I think we ended up driving to the Ford Motor Company. <laughs> that was during the uh, that was the 2005 uh, NBA Finals. Yes, when, it was, and we were, we were there. We were there. We were there for the Robert Ory Game Five shot from Monte Ginobili on the left wing. Yep. And do you remember what I remember about this? You and I had snuck down to the front row, more or less. Yeah, we were right behind the basket. We were right behind the basket. We have photographic proof because Sports Illustrated put that entire picture of Robert Ory shooting that 
three on a foldout. Yeah, in a foldout in that, in that uh, magazine that that particular month. I have week, I have that picture of us framed, by the way. I have that picture signed by Robert Ory. Do you really? Yes. How about that? I didn't know you had it. Yeah, you didn't I, know I had it. I yeah. got it, I got it from uh, Sports Cards Plus, uh, the guy up on Military Highway. Did you really? That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, he's a good guy up there. If you're, if you're looking for collectibles, go see him. So so it was a fold-out from Sports Illustrated. Maybe I should go see him in sponsorship. Yeah, yes, right. there yeah. you go. Now you're Sorry. thinking. I have, it, I have it framed with a towel that I stole from the locker room. Locker room floor. Yes, yeah. I remember you. Yeah, but that was the home towel, wasn't it? I know. The yeah, Center. yeah, that was the home towel yeah, that I remember I stole. you did that. <laughs> oh, God, you got it's a great like, memory. Shoot. Yeah, but I think I got a cork from that night. Yeah, you did. I think I have the How many years court. have passed? Have we passed the, the statute of limitations yes. on these thefts? It's 18 years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so I got a question uh, for right, you. Before you okay. go there, let me, let me get you. Damn it. God, we're all over that. This is the tangent podcast today. We need Richie to hold us down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he'd be just laughing. All right, so let me get your thoughts on this, all right? Okay. So, uh, the food truck business has turned into a complete nighttime business for me. So I'm on the truck last night. I get home and, and, you know, being on the truck, I, uh, every night I come home smelling like a cheesecake, a cheese, <laughs> cheesecake, <laughs> cheesecake, right? What does a cheesecake smell like? <laughs> what does a cheesecake smell like? I don't know. You, I mean, you just keep on going. <laughs> yeah, just keep going. I'd rather, <laughs> listen, I'd rather smell like a cheesecake than a cheesesteak, but nevertheless. So I get home last night. I get, I I always get, you know, shower after I get home. And so I'm washing my head hair. And all of a sudden I break into, nothing is everything. And then I turn to myself. I go, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> is that the Giardian said? I don't know what it is. That's, that's my point. It's, I don't even, it's one of the plaques or eyes. Yes, I don't even ones. know what that pill does. I don't know what the actual name is, but here I am singing everything. I scared the crap out of myself last night now. Shower. Okay. Now I got Sky questions Rizzi. for you. Sky, Sky Rizzi. Rizzi. That's Sky Rizzi. it. That's it. <laughs> God, I okay. think I had that in my ass. Cowboys are on by. The Aggies are on by. Texas plays Houston on Saturday. That'll be a hell of a game. We got the um, Major League Baseball Division Series. Sorry, Championship Series going on. Mm-hmm. But I got to start with this. Okay. Are you not entertained, Walter? You are the most negative person I have ever heard about Victor Wimbanyama. Are you not fucking entertained? It's not that I'm negative about him. I yes, just, you I was, are. I was told he'd be LeBron James 2.0. I just haven't seen that yet. Uh, That's did, all? Are you watching? I am watching. What has he not shown you so far? All right, here's, here, all right let me. Uh, uh, first of all, last week I turned it on you and, t- and said, I mentioned Chet Holmgren and you went in like a turtle. Right? <laughs> Okay. So here's here's what I'm thinking with with Victor Wembayama. <laughs> Tell me if I'm lying about any of this stuff. All right. So Victor Wembayama can do everything. Okay. All right. He All do, right. He could do everything. He You're can, coming over to the <clears throat> to the to the light my side question, of the force. My question is, what does he do great? Tell me. Defense. <laughs> Dribbles under people's balls. How cool was that? That was awesome. Splitting Reggie Bullock, former Spurs legs. At at, midcourt. At midcourt in the open court, getting around him and then dropping a dime to Bassey. So there's some things about Victor that I really, really like. That might be my favorite thing. There's no selfishness to his game. 
Okay. He makes that awesome move, and instead of going for some highlight reel dunk over somebody, he dishes. He is uh, he is a perfect spur, he as is. we can all tell. He has that fire. He has that competitive juice. He has all those things. He's Manu Ginobili. He's Tony Parker. He's Tim Duncan. He's all of those things. I just don't know what he does that's great. But he does all of those things, and then... You know, if you t- if you took out the fact that he's seven foot five, people wouldn't be getting crazy about it. But he is seven foot five. He can do all of those things. I just don't know what he's going to do. Great, he's not going to. I don't see. I don't see him being a great three point shooter. Do you? I think he's going to be a very good three point shooter. You do? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, his form he's is not right his, now. His form is beautiful. Okay. He's okay. ni- he's nineteen. I mean, okay. I understand that. Let's let's take a quick time out. Let's go back to the beginning of LeBron James. What did LeBron James do great when he first came in the league? Kind of nothing. Went to the basket. Yeah, he did go to the basket pretty good. That was okay. his, that was All his right. game. Okay, he went to the hoop. Yeah, and, and he got and probably got to. I don't know how many free throw attempts he had when he was in his rookie season, but I'm sure it was a lot. So let's talk about free throw attempts. Guess okay. who was drawing a lot of fouls the other night? Victor Wimbanyama. He did. I think he went, what, seven of eight? Yeah, and I think think he drew six fouls in the first half. That's a lot, man. Listen, that's going to be that's going to be big for him because if he can get to the line ten times a game, he's automatically a twenty point scorer. Yes, he is immediately. Yes, he is. That's right. And defensively, it looks like he's changed the Spurs, man. All of a sudden, I couldn't be any worse than they were a year ago. That's right. They could not be any worse. They were terrible. They were historically bad. I think they're going to be a good defensive team. Like, honestly, I think that if the Spurs had gone out and gotten Fred Van Vliet, Damian Lillard, one of these upper echelon point guards that was available during the offseason, I think we would be talking about a playoff team with these Spurs. Yeah, if you put a if you put a, a superstar in there, yeah, I I, I don't know, you know, and, and we talked uh, we talked about doing this today. If you if you put this lineup this roster together, your your five best players and your starting lineup has already been announced. So it's Wemby, it's Sohan, it's Zach Collins, it's uh, uh, Basile, and it's Keldon Johnson, which is surprising to five. me, by the way. But I'll circle back to that from point guard position. Yes. If there's one thing that is holding me back on being bullish on the Spurs and their future in the next, we'll just say, three years, it's Jeremy Sohan. I don't get it. Are you with me on this at all? Yeah, because he's not an accomplished uh, offensive player. I don't see what he's bringing. He's not a great passer. He's not a great cutter. He's not a great ball handler. His defense is okay. His rebounding is okay. His passing is passable, okay, at, 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 at He's best. He's last on the list of best players in the starting five, for sure. Yeah. Everybody else is ahead of him. I don't know. It's either him or or, or be uh, or uh, Trey. Uh, Trey Jones. Uh, Trey Jones. Yeah. Who I like. I do, too. I think he's good. I'm honestly surprised he's not their starting point guard. A little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if you. it changed. I'm, I'm with you on that. So your question was... So, uh, uh, and go back to Wemby real quick. Sure. <coughs> Excuse me. The, the guy he reminds me of the most is Giannis. Yeah, there's some Giannis. Because Giannis, I don't think, does anything, uh, you know, specific that he's really great at. Uh, but just where Wemby's great, his great, if I said to you, what does he do great? 
He's great five feet in. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna finish. He's gonna finish. Yeah, but he's not a. He's not a. Uh, he's not gonna be there to defend. That's not his game. He's his but shot he could, blocking. But he could look, be. His shot blocking looks really good so far. Well, what the hell? He's seven foot five. How is he not gonna miss the ball? You I mean, keep he's, discounting he's, the fact that he's seven foot five. Like, oh well, if he was six foot all one, he can, all he has to do is stand there and he can be <laughs> a shot, the shot blocking king. That's part of the draw. That's part of the I allure. Get I get that. I think. <clears throat> The the most and and listen to me the Spurs this Spurs season is the most intriguing one we've had since I've been here and that's, that's since 20, Kawhi Leonard left since twenty three yeah but this is no because I I think that team had a uh, I think we ha- we looked at them as having a shot at winning a title this team has no shot at winning a title but just to watch them develop now because they're all young yeah. we don't know anything about where they could go. Uh, but you look at a guy like like Bissell. Bissell is the kingpin, is the linchpin on this team. Yes, because, he is. Because Keldon Johnson hasn't taken that next step up to be a, an MVP type of candidate. But I think Bissell maybe had that talent, especially because of the way he shoots three pointers. Bissell's the guy. Yeah. he's the guy, and they paid he him. Could to, be. Yeah, well, he's the best player on this team. Okay, no question. Uh, that. That's where the bread is buttered. He's his three point range, his mid range shooting, his ability to get to the basket. He saw Keldon Johnson and went right past him. Yeah, he did. He soared right past Keldon Johnson. I like Bradham too. I like uh, I like I l- Zach Collins. I like I like the I like the team that they they put together. Here's uh, their win total currently at VSIN, uh, Vegas Sports and whatever the hell it's called, twenty nine and a half. You going over or under? Uh, I'll go over 29 and a half. Whoa, that's down. Yeah, that's down from 33 yeah, or like something. It's like 33 or 32. Yeah, this half. is what I saw from, from BSIN yesterday. So it's it's pretty much up to date. Playoffs are plus 110. So that's not a, that's not a big number either. So That's crazy to yeah. me. Only plus 110 to make yeah. the playoffs? Yep. That's nothing. 20,000 plus 20,000 to win the title. Wemby, 20 to 1 to win Defensive Player of the Year. I think that's a smart play. I think that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Because we've we've seen, you know, we saw it during the Bruce Bowen era that you can't win the defensive player of the year unless you have stats to back it up. That's right. And so Wemby will have the stats to back it up. Uh so he'll the defensive player of the year, I would I would bet all the all all of it. That's a smart play. Yeah. Twenty to one especially at twenty to one. Here's a couple other things on the Spurs that I saw. They surrendered sixty seven percent from four feet. And in that a, number a, a year change. ago, a year yes. ago, mm-hmm. that number will change in a big way. They were 23rd in three point shooting. That has got to be better if they're going to be competitive. Well, it will change because Wimby draws so much attention to the paint. I think you're going to see more open threes. I don't know. I, I, I don't see. I it's, don't see Wemby setting up camp down it, in the paint. Not I don't in, see that sorry, down. not not in the traditional four down to Tim Duncan on the left block kind of way. Right. But you're seeing when Victor gets catches, he's able to get his way into the paint, whether usually face up. I'm not double teaming him. Why not? Because I can't. Because I'm wasting that. I'm wasting that defender. Because I can't. How the hell am I going to defend a seven foot five guy? Think about that. Yeah, that's probably a good point. How many? How many guys on? Uh, how many players on different teams are able to even compete with Wemby defensively? 
Not many, unless they stand on somebody's shoulders. Yeah, so I, I'm not double teaming him. You know, it's the kind of thing where he's gonna get his he's gonna get his thing, and I'll take my chances with everybody else. But you've seen it a little bit where Wimby penetrates, kicks to corners, yeah. finds open shooters. I I think their their three point percentage is going to go vastly up. It has to, otherwise they'll be they'll be just mediocre and won't be fun to watch. Um, here's a. Uh, Here's another thing that I was thinking about last, uh, was it last night? Uh, Becky Hammond wins the, uh, another uh, WNBA title. With so, the Las Vegas Aces. Yeah, yeah, so all the pop haters came out in full force. When's Becky going to take over as coach? <laughs> and this is all because of Pop's anti, and let's call it what it is, it's his anti-Texas political stance. Yeah, that's kind of right, isn't it's, it? It's exactly right, because that's what he, he's, you know, he he doesn't he it's, doesn't like the guns. He doesn't not like anti-Texas. No, 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 no. It he's is not, because he's Texas. not anti-Texas, but he is his political views run in the face of most Texans. Yeah, yeah so it's anti-Texas. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I was going to say something bad about Texas, but we live here, so I'm not. <laughs> That's all right. Good choice. I'll, I'll do it for you. Um, so I, I I find that fascinating that that because of his political stance. You know, and I'm giving away, I bought season tickets, I told you guys last week. And so I'm giving away uh, tickets on the food truck. Nice, right? smart. So I tell them, here, just put your name there and, uh, you know, and, and your phone number, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and th- so I'll just say, hey, are you a Spurs fan? I haven't gone to a Spurs game in years. You hear that a lot? Yeah. 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 I'm surprised. And again, I know, we all know why. It's Pop's political stance. Um, but- I hear a lot of fuck Pop. When I'm around town. Absolutely. I hear a lot of fuck pop. Absolutely. And you know what I tell them? Yeah, I don't feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back Bob Hill. See how that goes. Yeah, really. <laughs> so, But that's fascinating to me. For, for those of you that are still looking for tickets for Wemby's debut, they're actually reasonable. On the secondary market, they're right around 50 bucks. No way. For the upper balcony level right now. That's 50 worth bucks? Really? That's 50 for the bucks? Maver- for the Mavericks home opener. Yep. That's, That's worth going because, because the Spurs three weeks ago the the last row in the in the arena was one hundred and forty nine dollars. Yep. So now it's it's only fifty bucks on the resale market. Yep, really? I'm, I'm, yeah, it's it's in the corners. That's okay. It's section two hundred four, section two twenty. It's like fifty bucks. However, if you do have a lot of money burning in your pocket down on the uh, first row, the first Lower row, bowl? about nine hundred. Nine hundred? Yeah, I don't think so. No, I'm not going to drop that kind of money. No thanks. Uh, and uh, uh, update to my TV viewing. Right, with we were talking about Bally's last week because if you didn't have um, what the hell, if you if you had YouTube TV, you had to buy the Bally's um, app so you can watch the Spurs games. Right, that's the only way you can get it on YouTube TV. God, that sucks. So sorry, I got a thing from Spectrum. That they are boosting everybody's internet speed from like whatever it is, eighty-five to a uh, hundred or ten thousand or whatever it is. Okay. So <laughs> I I have one of these sticks that I can get every channel under the sun. Is that illegal? I don't I don't know. <laughs> I found it somewhere. So <laughs> so now I'm guessing that thing's gonna work nice and sweet. I'll be able to watch the Spurs games without having to continue to buy the. Bally's package, which I'm, I bought the first one. I'm going to come back to Wimby in a second, but I just said something and it made me think. I, I asked you if that was illegal. Can I ask you guys a fucking question? Go ahead. Okay. Is weed legal 
in San Antonio or no, something? No, I, it is not. I didn't think so. It's illegal in well, then, Texas. Okay, then how come there are two places in my close-by neighborhood that say free weed 21 and up? I rode by that guy yesterday. He was on the really? he had a cardboard yes. sign right on there's North pe- St. Mary's. Yes, there's people on St. Mary's and one on Hildebrand. Are you sure it doesn't say free weeds? It says free weed, Because those man. are stairs right in the front thing there. <laughs> I got plenty of them in my front yard. I'm just asking you, what the hell is going on? Did you go in there? No, I haven't gone in there. Why wouldn't you? Because I don't smoke weed. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> that time for me has, has passed, let's just say. I, I one of us was going to Colorado, and I asked, "Are you? Can you bring me back some gummy bears?" Well, that's fine and good for you. But how come they are good for my? When I have back issues, and I got them pl- plenty of times, they are they relieve that that pain. So I'm good. Okay, I need somebody to explain this to me. Why are you able to sell weed in San Antonio? I can't now? imagine you can. I, they don't seem to be hiding it, Walter. They've got the person out front spinning a sign in their hand. According to Trey Porter Law of San Antonio, criminal defense attorney, who's not a sponsor of this podcast yet, Walter, you need to go find him. <laughs> what San the hell has Bob been doing all this time? <laughs> San Antonio has not decriminalized it, but I bet they're just not arresting for it because it's still illegal. It is illegal. It's definitely and illegal, it is, but if you crime, give it, you know, you're not just, getting arrested. Could it be like alcohol, where if you gave away free alcohol, that's legal in some aspects? So maybe if you give away weed no, for free, no, like, it'd be illegal to possess, purchase. All right, then never mind. And it's definitely illegal to sell a drug. Can you give me the address? I, I need. To, I got some time on my hands this morning. I am so confused by it. There's two different spots in my neighborhood. Yeah, it's it's right, it's right on North St. Mary's right by TriPoint. Yep. And yeah. then there's another one on Hildebrand between Blanco and McCullough. Are you ready for this segue? Yeah. Speaking of weed, Snoop Dogg was on Jimmy Kimmel last night. I don't know if he caught this. I did not. He said that, that Anita stuff. Ward's Ring My Bell was the first record he ever bought. Nice. You remember that song? Sure, of course. Ring all right, okay, do not sing it. Thank right, you. I don't remember what my first record was that I purchased. All I can all I can tell you was the first cassette I ever purchased was from the Andrea True Connection. More, more, more. How do you like it? How do you that one? I have never heard that song in my life. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking they about. They still play it on Kono today. So, first record, Jeff Bexler. First record. Well, I didn't buy records because I'm. Too young to have oh, bought records. This is uh, true. The first cassette that I bought was Run DMC, Raisin Hell. Of course it was. Men at Bob. Work. Men at Work. Yeah. Awesome. That contains, that contains one of my favorite songs of all time. Who Can It Be Now is yeah. one of my favorite songs one of all One of your time. favorite songs of all time. Yes, it is. Wow, that is high praise. High praise. You know Walter. why I like the saxophone solo? I'm a big uh, jazz, oh, you, smooth jazz guy. You love the sax. I do. Um, okay, let me tell you something about Wimby. Can I? Back to Wemby again? Yes, I want to I tell you something. Okay. He can't get off Wemby. I can't get off Wemby because you are a fucking naysayer, Walter. That's not true at all. I'm a, I'm a truthsayer. The guy has shown us just about everything that he could possibly show us. He's, shown us, he's shown us range. He's shown us dribbling, as, as in, like, between somebody's legs. The pass the other night underneath the basket was unbelievable. Beautiful stuff. The shot blocking, the passing. Okay. He's shown us everything. What is the most impressive to me, and you compared him to Giannis a second ago, and I, I mostly agree with that. 
It's the fluidity of movement for a guy who's seven foot four or five. It's the flexibility. He doesn't look like he's going to break every time he falls. And that is something that you can't quite quantify. Very Gumby-like. Gumby-like. Yes. 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 I like that one. Yes. Actually, yeah. I'm with you on yeah. that. I yeah. am with you on that. It's a little rubber, rubbery arms and all that guy. Yeah. He reminds me, he, he to me is the evolution of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right? Okay. The way Kevin Durant is the evolution of George Gervin, the way LeBron James is the evolution of Magic Johnson. Okay. He is the evolution of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He is so fluid, so flexible in his movements. When Sean Bradley fell, you thought, up, oh, that's seven to ten days. Snap in half. Yeah. When, I'm with you, but I don't like Wemby dribbling in the paint. I don't either. He's going to get picked up a, a million times in the regular season. There, there is a physics problem with being seven foot five yeah. and trying to dribble. Yeah. The ball's going to go higher. Yeah. It just it just you. is. I'm with yes. you. Absolutely. <laughs> I totally agree. I don't mind it in the open floor for a couple of dribbles, but if he's trying to dribble in the half court, He's going to find himself in trouble. But look, that's what this you. season is. It's a, it's a growing experience. I and, agree with all of that. And if the Western Conference were not stacked the way it is, if you put this Spurs team in the Eastern Conference, which has top-heavy talent, mm -hmm. but not necessarily the depth that the Western Conference has, I think you could be talking about a team that is competing for a play-in spot. I think there's going to be some of that throughout the season for them. They'll be on the cusp of maybe getting into that 7-10 to 10 possibility. I, I think in the end, I don't think they're going to be good enough, but we'll see. I don't need I don't You either. know what? The thing about – I made this, uh, uh, this note the other day about the, my Knicks. The only way the Knicks could find themselves in a title uh, situation is if they made a trade or if R.J. Barrett just takes a huge step up forward because they don't have any more room to grow. You know what Jalen Brunson is? You know what the, what the big guy is in the middle. With the Spurs... Julius Randle. Yeah. You don't know what they are yet because all of those guys that they have on the roster could all take steps up and who knows what you're left with. You might be left with a, you know, a top five team. That's possible, but not likely. I agree. I so agree with go. you. Uh, Jeremy Sohan still disappoints me. I just don't get it. Okay. God, we'll if, if the Spurs had just drafted in a different direction there, Jalen Duran or something else, God, I would Seguin was in that draft as well. Al uh, Alperin Sengun. Yeah. Yeah. Sengun, whatever his name yeah. is. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, let, me, let, me get to, uh, let me get to football quick. Um, I don't know if you saw the game last night. Of course. But the, the Thursday, first of all, the Thursday night primetime Amazon Prime games are terribly produced. Oh, the my God. The worst produced sports broadcasts that we have seen Tell in me a about really, it. really long time. Tell me about and it. And let's, let's all be honest about it. Al Michaels needs to retire. I will be shocked at this point if Al Michaels does not announce his retirement at the end of the season. He's terrible. Uh, he makes he, mistakes throughout the broadcast. There was one, and he sounds bored as hell there. That's and, because he and Herb Street do not work together. Oh, they're awful. What an awful pairing. They're, they're both terrible. But Al just makes mistakes after mistake. Uh, what, there was one exchange last night where, where Al Michaels goes, Carr took a shot. And then you get the replay. They showed a replay. And Carr never gets touched at all. In fact, there's, there's 10 feet between him and the next guy. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell is Al? What, what is he looking at? 
Oh, my God. You know what he's looking at? He didn't know what he was looking at and just assumed because car was hobbling that he got hit. And he never got hit. He got a little groin situation going on. A little groin Jesus, situation. Al needs to retire. Next my week. God. And you think about this. Uh, Al Michaels last night tied Pat Summerall's record with his 737th NFL telecast. Wow. Retire. Please, Al, do us a paper. Next week on The Unrestricted, not an interview with Al Michaels. <laughs> he is not coming on this program, I guarantee you. Uh, small groin issue, though. And, you know, you were, last night the game was in the uh, the Superdome in New Orleans. And it, every time I watch the Saints on television, I always go back to what could have happened here in San Antonio. Just think about it, though. What would have happened had San Antonio, and I'm going to say this honestly, stolen the New Orleans Saints. That would have been just awful for that city because that that the New Orleans absolutely loves that football team. Mm -hmm. They would have been devastated, and maybe that city completely goes away if they had lost their football team. Thank God we didn't steal them. I'm I'm with you on that, although, God, I wish we had football in this city. I'm also with you on that one. Okay. Tom Brady said on his Let's Go podcast, there's so many people that want it less and less physical. It's more like flag football, which is going to be in the Olympics in 28. Brady what the goes hell on, is up with that? Stupid. What? But flag Brady, football in the Olympics? Why not? That's stupid. Maybe football goes to flag football over a period of time. But Brady was being sarcastic, and he was talking about the uh, officiating in football, how it's gotten away from being the physical game it used to be. So I ask, all, I ask you guys, is the NFL football better now or better when you first started watching? Bob? Your thoughts? I think it's better now. I think the official, I mean, back to the officiating. I think they're officiating right for player safety and the longevity of the game. I think they're getting it wrong in certain instances. I have a little bit of an axe to grind with that call at the end of the 49er Brown game. Uh huh. Because that was not unsportsmanlike conduct. That was a good hit. And I'm okay with good hits. I am not okay with bad hits. Yeah. Helmet to helmet. Needs to be outlawed. Killing, I mean, killing a guy, sure. sending him out on a concussion. So in, in that respect, I actually think the games are. Better, they're a little bit more entertaining. I think absolutely, absolutely, the answer is now. The NFL is more entertaining now than it was back when I was a kid, and I'll tell you mostly why. Offense, <laughs> the passing game. Yeah, I mean, crappy quarterbacks. Even on a bad weekend, you look up and they've got 250 yards passing. Yeah, but I could just as well sit and be entertained watching the 49ers run it right down your throat. I know, but the, the 80s was three yards in a cloud of dust. They ran into the line in the NFL over and over and over again, and it was monotonous. I just think, though, when you bring up the passing game, I just think NFL teams are so much better at it now and the players are so much better than they used to be ever i mean it's, this is not even a comparison you see players that make plays that the guys in the 70s couldn't even dream of no you're absolutely yeah. right i mean even the great redskins what were what were the triplets right yeah. they're wide receiver ones yeah uh wow. yeah remember art monk and gary yeah. clark i mean they were outstanding wide receivers outstanding for that era i feel like every single team has receivers that good now. And, and and that's the thing. I mean, over the years, the NFL has done a really, really good job with their rules and their everything else to enforce parity. I mean, the worst team in the NFL can line up against what we consider to be the best team in the NFL and beat them. 
We saw that last we weekend. We saw last week the Jets beating the Eagles, a team that we we you know kicked to the trash heap. Giants almost you beat in, the Bills in the seventies. Well, yeah, you didn't. In the seventies, you wouldn't see that. You yeah. didn't see that in the seventies. No, you're right. You There's mean, you, parody. I mean, you had the the unfeated. Which was it? The Lions or the Saints that didn't win a game on dire season? The Lions. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me let me bring this up. I read the other day two things. One. Concussions in preseason were down 67%. Okay. And have you seen these, like, shell helmets yes. that the players are wearing in practice? Yes. They're attributing most of the... Um, the drop. The drop, yeah, too. to yeah. that new helmet. So why don't you wear them throughout the during, season? During the damn I, game. I, I brought that up, uh, I don't know, a year ago when they, when they first put those out. They're trying to figure out a way to use them uh, for some reason, they don't work right now. I don't know why, but uh, it because it makes complete sense and it's total totally logic to do to do that. And I'm, I'm not nobody could really tell me and give me a good reason why they're not doing Only it. Only because the logo is on the side of the helmet and it obscures the side of the helmet, and they so look and see. they look a little ridiculous. They do, they do <laughs> a little bit. The second thing I read was that the NFL, and this goes to your player safety point, Bob, is trying to outlaw the hip drop. Tackle. Did y'all read this? No. Okay. It's basically a cousin of the horse collar tackle, right? Right. Where you grab somebody by the back of the jersey, Mm -hmm. and then you throw your weight onto the back of their legs. The hip drop tackle is where you grab somebody by the hips, and then you throw your weight onto the back of their legs. Saturday night. I think both tackles are... are... (laughs) (laughs) I think both tackles are because of... The possibility, strong possibility, that it is of injury, of, of breaking, breaking person's. That's life. correct. So that's what they want. To I avoid. just have a question for you: If you're not supposed to grab somebody by the hips and fall onto the back of their legs, how the fuck are you supposed to tackle somebody? Or as Bob mentioned, what else are you supposed to do on a Saturday night? <laughs> <laughs> that is tackling 101, Walter. You grab them by the hips and then you jump on their legs. That's how you get the big guy down. I. That's what you do. I think if you outlaw it. I think you progress and you find a different way to do it. I mean, the the helmet on helmet stuff, the the leading with the helmet, all of that stuff. Yeah, when when we first heard, okay, we're going to outlaw that stuff, we're like, how do you do it? How do you tackle a guy? And then we learned, or football players learned from rugby and all the other sports where they're looking at this, and they found better ways to do it. I do not want to see the hip tackle outlawed. That is garbage. That's how you tackle. When I asked about whether NFL football is better now or better when you first watched it, I think the one thing we have to bring up is officiating is awful. The officials are terrible, and if not for replay, which is one of the reasons why I think football today is better because of replay, because the officials today are just terrible. They miss the basic calls and stuff like that. And, and you know, so if we put more uh, rules in there about, you know, tackling guys, you know, from hip hits and all that kind of stuff, it's a whole nother challenge for the officiating. It's just another opportunity for them to blow a call. Exactly right. Exactly <laughs> That's right. all it is. I'm with you. No, I mean, the, the, totally N- with the you. NFL needs full-time officia- uh, officials, which they don't have. It's the only professional sport that doesn't. I, it amazes me as well. Fascinating. And, and I will give a little bit of grace, even though the official blew that call at the end of the 49ers game. They, they blow calls on each side of the game. We just yes. we just are hyper focused on the ones they blow that hurt us. And by the way, they used to blow calls in the eighties too. They were yeah. pretty bad back then too. Yeah. I'm with you, totally with you. Uh, did you see? Um, 
Dolly Parton is going to be the halftime show for the Thanksgiving game at the Cowboys. Oh, yes. I did not see that. When that person came out, I thought to myself, why the hell hasn't she been in part of the Super Bowl? It's amazing that she hasn't been. There should be a, I mean, we talked about Super Bowl uh, halftime entertainment a couple weeks ago. And so you're trying to think of who have they missed out? Who have we left off the list to get for Super Bowl? Dolly Parton is one of them. Definitely. A little country music jamboree. You get Dolly Parton. I don't know. You want to throw Reba in there? Sure. I don't know. George Strait, something along those lines. Uh, that's what they're missing. You're absolutely right. As God, long as, how many as, times are you going to say that today? I know. You've been right a lot today. <laughs> as long as you add Tay-Tay in there, I'm there. <laughs> Tay-Tay. Yeah, I, I guess you can. I, I'll go that way. Are you a Swifty, Bob? Closet Swifty. Closet Swifty. Well, did, did I tell you what I heard about her after one of the Kansas City games? No, that she likes old middle-aged men? No, she likes <laughs> tight ends. <laughs> no. After, oh where's this going? No, <laughs> a, after the game, there is footage of her walking through that luxury suite and picking up and putting trash in the trash cans. Totally unbeknownst to everyone and not doing it for any publicity. I'm sorry. She has now been, her stock is raised in my eyes. You're in love. Yeah. That's did you cool. think, did you ever think that she was a piece of crap? I think every celebrity is a piece of crap until proven <laughs> otherwise. Taylor, Taylor Swift to me, from what I know of her and reading stuff, that, that woman takes care of her fans like no other entertainer does in this country. No doubt about it. Well, and it's I've, not even close. I've never paid attention to her until she oh. dated Travis Kelsey. All right, we got to get out of here. We, we got to get, get out of here. here. We, we got to get out of here. We're like 40 minutes into the show. Are but, we? Yeah. yeah, 38. Yeah. Um, I had a couple other things I well, had to discuss. Okay, then give it to me. All right, real quick. All right, so uh, we're, uh, first off, uh, Emmett Smith said he wouldn't pay Dak at this point, would you? No. No. Well, the question is, what's the alternative? Anybody else. Anybody else. Even You'll, you'll start from ground zero with a, with a rookie. Yes, I would. I don't know if I'd go that way. Trey Lance. Uh, Brett McMurphy currently projects UTSA and Texas State in the Frisco Bowl. Cool. Would you take that bowl game right now? Yes. A lot of guys uh, won't, and this was pretty popular on my Twitter feed this week. A lot of guys don't because UTSA plays Texas State basically every year now. Okay. So they don't want that as their bowl game. But it's up in Frisco, which is not a bowl, which is not a football stadium. It's at the soccer stadium up uh-huh, there. Uh-huh. Um, but I think the idea is, hey, I'm going to be able to drive to the game. And doesn't that make it, isn't that what you, you want to play a, uh, a team you'll be fired up against, which is Texas State. You play in a, in a city where you can drive to, you know. Yeah, what against would you do? an in-state what would you rival. I'd play, love it. Play some bowl game in Illinois somewhere? No. No. Aggies four and three. They got South Carolina at Old Miss, Mississippi State, Abilene Christian at LSU. At one point, does Jimbo get fired? Does he get fired before Mike McCarthy gets fired? Yes, absolutely. I will be. And I think I'm, maybe I haven't made this comment or not on this show, but to me, uh, Jeff Trailer of UTSA will be the next head coach at, at Texas A&M. We have talked about that, and I have mm-hmm. inside information that that's accurate. And I believe that'll happen at the end of this year at, with Jimbo at 4-3. At, uh, and three. Uh, There's no way he stays. 0-8 oh, against ranked opponents. Awful. Yeah. Suzanne Summers, uh, Janet or Chrissy? Which one? Chrissy. Chrissy? Yeah. Wow. I take Janet. And okay. I, think this is the, I think you'll get the same answers if you ask that person, uh, Ginger or Marianne. Ginger. Ginger, of course. See, I'd be Marianne. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know. That's, that's fascinating. Uh, what, we should double got, date. 
I got, yeah, I'm, I'm good with you. Uh, one more for you. Tommy Lee revealed this week that he drank two gallons of vodka a day, shot Jack Daniels with a syringe when he was out of cocaine. My question is, how the hell is this guy still alive? <laughs> Have you ever drank two gallons of booze of any kind? No. I've, Maybe oh beer. Oh, my God. Maybe beer. I've never shot alcohol into my veins. <laughs> Does that work? Apparently. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he did. It was probably the swinge filled up and then shot it into his mouth. I can't imagine. If you put alcohol right into your bloodstream, I think you'd probably that would kill you. I don't know. He's still alive. But how is he still alive? I'm I don't shocked. know. It's a great question. I'm He's he is, I believe, the only member of Motley Crew who has not gotten sober, by the way. Really? Yeah. I think everybody else has. Wow, that's crazy. I know. And he's living it up. All right, I don't have a segue for this one, but uh, let me tell you all about River City Refuels because we're pretty, pretty much done here. Uh, this is a local company here in San Antonio. You know, as they say, Puro, Puro San Antonio, local guy. It's a vending machine for your business. And so you, you probably haven't thought about vending machines in forever since the last time you went to get a, a pack of Marlboros. But they are they are booming right now, and they put one in your in your business that's tailored to you and your employees' taste. Whether it's ramen noodles, a pack of Freshly's donuts, whatever. They got it all. They could put it all into the machine for you. They stock it. You don't have to. And it's a complete cashless system. It is so simple, so easy. You're going to absolutely love it. And your employees will love it. It'll boost morale because you're you're a hard ass and you drive your employees to the ground. 2106... <laughs> <laughs> That may have been a little bit rough, Wally. 210-630-5973. If you want to help your employees that you that you basically strangled, 210-630-5973. Call River City Refuels today because I promised the guy you would call, and if you don't call, he's going to kill me. Yeah, but if the boss is strangling their employees, I don't think they're going to care about you. That's a good point. Very good point there, Bob. River City Refuels. Call them today, 630-5973. That's it. I'm done. Thanks for joining us on The Unrestricted. You got it. What's the, what's the takeout like, phrase? Like and, like and subscribe. There you go, Mr. Donut Boy. Easy to say with a donut. Peace out, mouth. everyone. <laughs> How y'all feel out there? Do you feel good? I said, do you feel good? Come on. The groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. I said, the groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. It feel good, don't it? It feel good. Uh-huh. It feel good because you know it's good. Hey, it feel good, don't it? It feel good. Uh-huh. It feel good because you know it's good. All right, let me get you. Would they like to sponsor us now? That's a that's a great question. You know I don't what? Have those same contacts anymore. They're all all this. They they're the adult men's club employees are similar to uh, car salesmen. They stay in the business, but they go to different places. Okay, that's okay. what car salesmen. Well, do. let's go find them. I'll go with you. Okay, okay. Of course, you'll go with me. Okay, I got a question. Even if, even if it's in Detroit somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's an inside joke number one for you. <laughs> You'll have to ask Bexler about that one. Oh, Detroit strip clubs are the best. 